The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase podcast. Yeah, so Adam Abdallah from ESPN 1000 and Chicago's college tailgate throughout the college football season. What's up? Happy to chat with you and happy new year and hope you had a good Christmas as well. Oh, you too. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I always feel like I know you and Black are huge college football fans. I kind of equate the NBA with him kind of number one. But with you, I always definitely think of college football as like being number one for you. Uh, so I know that you're excited for the playoffs. Cincinnati, and Alabama, followed by Michigan and Georgia after that. So uh, first starting with that first matchup with Cincinnati and Alabama. So I don't feel like anyone outside of Cincinnati is really expecting anything other than a Bama win. Your loyalties lie with Alabama, but make the case for why, if any, if there's any reason at all, should Bama be concerned with Cincinnati? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, uh, uh, Desmond Ritter is a real quarterback, you know, uh, Georgia didn't, doesn't have a quarterback. Georgia can't score when they're, t- I know they have one of the top scoring offenses. They're number two uh in scoring offenses but that's because of their defense and that's because of their uh their running backs but basically if you look at it when when tested uh Stetson Bennett hasn't been able to to do it and so when you look at Desmond Ritter you know he's got 3,200 yards he's got 35 uh touchdowns overall 30 through the air five on the ground and you know it'll really test this um Alabama secondary I think that hasn't been great you know like Georgia did score some points on them teams have been able to throw on them if you want to uh it's been really tough to run on Alabama but that's why when you have a quarterback like Desmond Ritter who's mobile as well that can stand in the pocket if you need him to that can make throws that that is going to be an issue I would always say also say that you know um despite having their best game of the season against Georgia that offensive line for Alabama has been suspect this year uh and you know, Cincinnati has a really good front four. They've got a good uh, set of corners as well that if you make a mistake, you know, they're going to they're gonna take advantage of that. Alabama is also going to be mis- missing John Mechie, who is going to be out for the season. And so that's going to be a huge uh, problem because that's Bryce Young's like fail-safe guy. When he needs a, a first down, when it's third down, he knows Mechie will get open somehow. And when he needs to make a contested catch, he knows Mechie will make the catch. Now other guys are going to need to step up. You know, Jamison Williams has been that threat, but that's going to be one of those huge matchups for those Cincinnati corners is that Jamison Williams, one of the fastest guys in college football. And are they, is he going to be able to create a mismatch? Now, all that being said, I still believe that Alabama is going to win this game. Um, but if, if a team is going to give Alabama troubles, it's going to be, Cincinnati in this first round just based off of Desmond Ritter because he's that X factor just like Bryce Young was the X factor in the SEC championship game because you were like oh there's no way Alabama is going to be able to compete they can't run on Georgia they're not going to be able to you know get give uh, Bryce Young time everybody kept on saying including myself that was like hey but if Bryce Young has a game like that's the X factor the, the X factor is a Heisman Trophy winner like that's going to be it for the for for uh, Alabama against Georgia and so the same can be said for Cincinnati where if Desmond Ritter has the game of his life then they have a chance now Alabama's putting out a bunch of five-star four-star recruits out there and Cincinnati's putting out a bunch of one-star and two-star guys so eventually the talent 
and the ability to keep up with what Alabama is doing and be able, like, are you going to be able to stop Jamison Williams for 60 million minutes? I don't think so. Like, you're not going to be able to run on Alabama, but you can throw on them. And so as long as you're completing throws and not getting uh, behind schedule, you know, on first down and second down, then you've got a chance, definitely have a chance. Cincinnati definitely has a chance, a legitimate shot, and that's because they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Desmond Ritter. See, the way I think about it is, um, like, Cincinnati's obviously a very good team, like you just made the case for, and they have as good a shot as anybody. But I still feel like it's Alabama. Even if it's not their best team, it's still Alabama. It's still Nick Saban. He has whatever. You've talked about it. Weeks to prepare for this matchup. Do you feel like, you know, I mean, obviously you're a fan of Alabama anyway, but looking at it from both sides, would you just looking at it think, yeah, even if Cincinnati's got this, this quarterback, this offense, they can do this. We're still going up against Alabama. They still have Nick Saban. It's kind of like Belichick in the NFL. You kind of give them that benefit of the doubt type thing. So, and I think Cincinnati is a 13 and a half underdog. I know they're five and zero against the spread in their last five mm-hmm. as an underdog. Defense mm-hmm. obviously is very good, but mm-hmm. what do you think this final score could end up being? Well, I mean, Saban's five and one. Uh, in these playoff games, you know, that only loss coming to Ohio State a few years ago. This is their seventh playoff. They won uh, those games by an average of 20 points per game. And the closest game was to Oklahoma. But uh, against Oklahoma, they were up 28 to nothing at halftime. And they kind of kind of started pulling guys and Oklahoma started scoring. And it was never in question. Um, you know, it's going to be a matter of which Alabama team shows up. Is this going to be the Alabama team that only beat Florida by three? Is this the Alabama team that lost to Texas A&M? Is this the Alabama team that beat Georgia? You know, um, Saban with multiple weeks to prepare has always been great, you know, except for that game against Ohio State where they lost, where, why he's 5-1 and one and not 6-0. and oh. So it, it, it's, is it that Alabama team that shows up that's shaky, that is, you know, this moment is too big for them? Or is this going to be a team where Cincinnati comes in and just realizes, oh, my God, they're bigger and stronger than us? And with this moment is huge and we're just lucky to be here. I don't think, you know, listening to the press conferences and stuff from Cincinnati players and coaching staff, like they don't think they're, they think they deserve to be there and which they do. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from them. Right. Um, but Alabama is a different animal. And, you know, the, the boa constrictor that I usually compare Alabama to really hasn't shown up this year where, you know, they kind of keep things close and then wear teams down and just eventually by, you know, middle of the third quarter, it's like, okay, we've gotten hit by these big dudes for 45 minutes. Like, we've got 15 more minutes and I don't know if we can do this. And so I think it'll be close early and I'm hoping that Alabama pulls away late. I'm thinking of something like, here's the thing, Alabama is going to score. This is a really good defense, but we saw what they did to a Georgia defense. So you look at the competition that um, exactly. that uh, that they faced, and you know you would think that their toughest game was against Notre Dame, and they beat Notre Dame for Cincinnati. And so is is Georgia tougher than Notre Dame? I think so. So if you look at common opponents, they don't have any, obviously. But if you look at you know just who they faced and the way. Uh, Cincinnati has kind of let other teams, lesser teams, hang around. Were they bored? Were they just not into it for the first half and then they can turn it on? We'll figure it out. But I think this is something – I think it's high scoring. I think it's something where Alabama can put up something like 35 points. Maybe it's 35-21, like right around that number of 13.5, 14. Like I think it's it's right around there. That being said, 
I'll probably be wrong and they'll win like 42 to seven. Like yeah. I, I could be like, I could be completely wrong. Um, I could see, that, you know, yeah. I, I, I've, I've watched this team all season in, in Alabama and they didn't impress me until the sec championship game, you know, yeah. like they didn't score an offensive touchdown until like two minutes left of the Auburn game. You know, they lost to Texas A&M. They only beat Florida by three after, after having a 21 point lead that they blew and had to, you know, it was tight at the end. So can that you know it's close with LSU who's just garbage and and is basically gave up on the season at that point but also I watched the SEC championship game and I'm like where the hell has this been all season so yeah uh I I hate to dance around the question but like I have no idea what to expect like I have yeah. no idea like I could definitely see a game where like it's the Michigan State game from yeah. a few years ago where they didn't cross the 50 until the fourth quarter like I could definitely see that but I could also see where, you know, Cincinnati plays this game like they're an underdog and they're pulling out trick plays and they're just throwing and throwing and throwing and Desmond Ritter has a game and this comes down to, you know, the last quarter where, you know, Bama does what they did against Georgia where they score a touchdown quick at the end of the first half, they get the ball back in the second half, they score again real quick to begin the second half and all of a sudden you're looking at a 20-point game and you're like, where the hell did this happen? So I think you could you could see there's so many things that could happen with this game just because... I think Cincinnati's a really good team, and I think Alabama still has a lot of unknowns. Yeah, yeah, I could see 34-21, something like that. I just feel like, like you said, maybe Cincinnati, because I, I was thinking, okay, maybe Cincinnati, I'm sure they're confident. I'm sure they believe that they can win. I mean, everybody, every mm -hmm. team should think that way, obviously. But maybe they're going to come in loose. Maybe they're going to come in with this world against, or us against the world mentality. For however, however that can pipe them up, obviously, you alluded to it. You still got to play six, what is it, 60 minutes? Math, right? Yeah. <laughs> you still got to play four quarters against a team like Alabama, who is, you would think, is going to be as prepared as they can be when you have Nick Saban and all that talent. So it should be interesting. They're drinking the um, Saban Kool-Aid, too. Like, Alabama's yeah, been yeah. talking and, and, and saying how they think they're the underdog in this game because no one wants them. They're not really the underdog. Like, right. They're saying they're the underdog, but I think they want to be the villain. Like, they know yeah. that no one wants them to win this game. They exactly. know that everybody wants to see Cincinnati and like the cute story and like, oh, we want to see all oh, Fickle's great and all these guys are great and it's awesome to see the underdog and oh, look at Cincinnati. And they're like, oh, no one wants to beat out. Everybody wants them to beat Alabama. And I think they're, look, they're buying into it. And Saban is a great motivator. He's been doing yeah. it for years. So they're not buying into the rat poison, which is great. This reminds me, I've been watching Man in the Arena, that Tom Brady documentary, and they've, mm -hmm. I've been kind of going through, or, you know, watching through where they were kind of that underdog against the Rams the first time, and then it was against the Giants when it was the table's turn, so it's kind of reminded me of some of that as well, but great segue when you mentioned about, like, the story of Cincinnati and then the big bad Alabama, so again, you're an Alabama fan, but... And I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so definitely correct me if I don't get this right. But I, I think during the college football season, not that you were against Cincinnati as a playoff team, but you were kind of talking about like you know their level of competition as a you know against the traditional powers and teams like that. So mm -hmm. obviously, you know, not taking anything away from Cincinnati, but I agree with you in the sense of like I don't expect them to win in large part because you know the competition, Alabama, all that aside. But anyway, uh, looking at this matchup. Do you think, as a college football fan, would you say that it's good for college football to have a, a non-traditional, like, 
not a power five team in the playoff like Cincinnati? Does it kind of do something for the sport if they were to win or or at least get to the championship game in terms of like that Cinderella March Madness type thing? Or is college football saying we don't really want this? We want the big we want we want Alabama. We want Georgia or Michigan or just those type of teams. Like, where do you kind of come off on that? Well, I think that this is good for this year, right? Like, just because you don't have a lot of good teams. I mean, they're the only undefeated teams. Like, there's a couple great teams, right? Like, Alabama, we know, is great. Georgia, Michigan kind of rose up from, you know, yeah. being unranked to all the way, or not unranked, but, you know, lower ranked to all, right. all the way up. You know, it's not a year where you have the traditional powerhouses are good, like Notre Dame, had a chance, but they lost to Cincinnati. You know, Oklahoma State, the Big 12 kind of ate itself, and they're out of it. Same with the Pac-12. They kind of ate themselves. And and eventually, you know, you just – this is, this is kind of like the right time and the right coach and the right players to do it, where, like, if you – you know, those UCF teams from a couple years ago that wanted a shot, it's like, you guys aren't good. Like, yeah. You, like, good for you. Like, but this – Cincinnati team is a legit good football team and so I think they deserve it I mean they they have a a questionable schedule but I mean any team and they have a better schedule than almost all the teams in the ACC you know like if Clemson would have gone undefeated you would have looked at that schedule and been like well who did they I mean who did they beat so I think that because they added Notre Dame, they added Indiana, even though Indiana was early and it wasn't, it ended up not being a good uh, add. You, I mean, you add these games, you know, years in advance. You don't know what the teams are going to look like at the time. But adding Notre Dame was a big, you know, step for Cincinnati. And I think they, they deserve to be there. Is it good for college football? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, it, it is. Because, I mean, the playoff is, is, is for entertainment. Like it's cool that to win a national championship, it's awesome. But you know, at the same time, like you're putting on a TV show and you're putting on a TV show to entertain. And like, unless you get like the, the main characters where you get Saban and Dabo and Brian Kelly and Notre Dame, or, you know, a, a, a Harbaugh and Ryan day. And like, those are the main characters like Cincinnati, like the feel good story of Cincinnati is something that obviously everybody's rooting for because no one wants, unless you are a fan of Alabama, you don't want to, like you're actively rooting against Alabama because you don't want to see the Death Star win again. Like you're just sick of seeing it. And, um, you know, but at the same time, dynasties rate really well. Like look, the Warriors ratings when they were winning, that rated really well. Like all these college football games rate really well because people, as much as they hate seeing it, they watch it, and they, they, they can't get enough of Nick Saban blowing up on the sidelines even though he's up 21 in the fourth quarter. Like, all that stuff they love. And, you know, if, if Cincinnati comes out and starts, you know, mess, you know, messing around and trying to win a football game, then people are going to jump on and really start rooting for Cincinnati. And if they, you know, if they beat Bama, hopefully they can go on and beat either Michigan or Georgia. How big of an upset? If Cincinnati were to win, how big of an upset would that be? Because we've already talked about it. They're a really good team, mm-hmm. and they're in the playoff. So mm-hmm. technically, it's like 50-50 kind of thing. But, I mean, it'd be a huge upset, right? If they somehow pull it off. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like uh, Appalachian State, uh, right, Michigan right. from back in the day. But um, I would say that it it would be up there just because it's a non-Power 5 going up, against a, going up against a Power 5, and that Power 5 happens to be Alabama. You know, like if this was the 2-3 matchup um, and it was like them against Michigan, 
uh, then I don't think people would be looking at it as that much. But you're talking about Nick Saban. You're talking about you know the powerhouse that is Alabama and how good they've been in recent years, especially in these games. Like five and one in their last six by winning, you know, by three touchdowns is insane. Like that's something that you know you don't see ever. So um, I think just because of who they would beat and who they are as a uh, power five as a group of five team and not a power five team makes a lot of difference but at the same time like they're not a they're not even a two touchdown dog like it's a 13 and a half point spread it's a four it'll probably get up to 14 by tomorrow or something like that because you know people will start betting alabama and i i don't think it'll be it, it'll be morally it'll be more of a bigger upset than like on paper it being an upset because you have a heisman trophy candidate in in, in uh, desmond ritter you know you've got one of the best defenses in the country you've got one of the best offenses in the country in this team so it's just a matter of you know can they hang with alabama for 60 minutes and i hope not <laughs> yeah so switch it to georgia and michigan so basically was georgia exposed in their last game which of course was their first and only loss so far of the season to alabama and is michigan or, or really are they exposed or is michigan in trouble because georgia's coming in pissed off or, you know, basically, where do you, where's, where's the barometer on this matchup for you? Uh, the answer is yes. Um, I think that, <laughs> you know, if you look at it, like the only game where uh, Georgia was tested was that first game against Clemson when it was 10 to 3. You know, after that, they're winning these games by 21, 31, you know, 62 to nothing against Vanderbilt, 34 to 10 against Auburn. I mean, 45 to nothing against Georgia Tech. Like, these are huge, um, huge games that the spread, you know, they were just blowing people away. And I think that they got a little bit comfortable and they decided that, you know, this was our time and, and this is something that, you know, we're destined to do. We're destined to beat Alabama this year. And, they were never punched in the mouth. Like they were like that Clemson game. Like you watched that the Clemson bowl game last night. That was garbage. Like they're, they're not good this year. They're just not good. They'll be back, but they're just not good this year. And so, you know, I think teams are different than they are at the beginning of the season that they are at the end of the season. I, I think that they never, you never saw them get, you know, punched and have to respond. Like you never saw them down and have to come back and try to win a game. And so I think that for a lot of those kids, they just didn't know what to do. And then you see Alabama across the the you know the field. You see Nick Saban on the other side, and you're like, oh crap! Like this is like we're losing, and they just keep piling it on. And then you know, so I just don't think that they were used to it. I think they are going to be angry, but I think that this Michigan team, you know, after the Ohio State win, is is just as determined to win as they are. And I think that you're looking at two teams that are kind of the same. You know, very strong on defense, very heavy against the run. They don't want to throw unless they have to. And the opportunities there, you know, Michigan has started throwing the ball a little bit more towards the end of the season, mostly because they had to uh, had to keep up. But you're looking at Hassan Haskins, you know, for Michigan, who's got 20 touchdowns coming in and Zamir White for Georgia, who's there running back. And this is just going to be like, I think this is just going to be one of those old school like SEC type games where you're getting into a rock fight and you're looking at like 17 to 10 or something like that, like not very high scoring and not very, I mean, not, not saying necessarily entertaining, but it'll be yeah. more, I'm hoping it's more entertaining than the first game because I'm hoping the first game is a blowout and I don't have to worry about it. But I'm ho- like this game to me, this is, this is strength on strength. You know, you've got the number one rushing team in the country in, in Michigan against the number one rushing defense in the country in Georgia. 
So something's going to have to give. And we saw against Alabama, like that Georgia's front could not stop Alabama from running the ball or throwing the ball. So uh, do they run a similar, does Harbaugh kind of tailor his game plan to that? Well, it's going to be tough because they don't have Bryce Young, you know, like, like again, the X factor is Bryce Young, you know, Cade McNamara is a decent quarterback, but he's only got 15 touchdowns on the year. Like they're going to have to come up with some stuff to try to confuse and try to, you know, get this Georgia defense on their heels and maybe, you know, run some coverages and stuff like that. And the Georgia side will have to run some coverages and stuff like that to kind of confuse this and force them into the run because they know all you can do is run. And if all you can do is run, all we got to do is stop the run. And this comes down to two quarterbacks trying to make a play at the end of the game. I don't know who I trust more in, in, in this situation. Uh, so it'll be an interesting game, but I just think that, you know, these are two very evenly matched teams that kind of mirror each other in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'm assuming it's going to be closer, and I wouldn't. I think it's going to be Alabama and Georgia, and I think Alabama wins it all for what that's worth. But uh, I wouldn't be as surprised, I guess, if Michigan were to win. I think Georgia will, but uh, I, I was curious too. Um, pretty much my last question for you was: um, if Michigan does lose to Georgia or whatever, let's just say they don't win at all, or they you know, don't win tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that, like, is everything kind of okay on the Harbaugh front? I know oh, that yeah. he is signed through 25, but, like, you know, we've yeah. always heard, like, he can't win, but then he finally beat Ohio State, finally mm -hmm. got to the playoffs. So that's kind of, like, mm -hmm. settled, I, I would say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, the problem with, with Harbaugh is he's never developed a quarterback at Michigan. You know, I can't say ever because of Andrew Luck and, you know, Colin Kaepernick and the other quarterbacks that he has, you know, in previous stops. And so when you look at it, he just hasn't been able to recruit or develop that quarterback. Like you never have the Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback coming out of Michigan. You know, it's always Ohio State or now it's Alabama or other schools like that, but you never get it out of Michigan. And that needs to change. If he had like the, if he had like if he had Desmond Ritter in this game, right? You'd be we'd all be on Michigan because you're like okay well they're dynamic like they can they're the best rushing offense and they have a great passing game like they can make it happen if they need to um and I trust that quarterback at the end of the game if I need one drive I trust Desmond Ritter over you know uh Stetson Bennett you know and it, I think the same goes for Kirby like if you look at what Kirby's done at, at, at Georgia he hasn't had a decent quarterback either like he's had managers he's had game managers and that's it don't screw up we're going to have the ball a lot because we're going to run the ball and we're going to be really dominant on defense. But both these guys haven't been able to develop a quarterback. That being said, they're both in the college football playoff. So I don't think the fan bases are upset with them at all, especially since this thing is going to expand to 12 teams in a couple years. Michigan can basically walk in. Georgia can basically walk in. Alabama is going to be able to walk in. Cincinnati, if they keep it up and they're in a conference by then, they'll be able to walk in. So like, the fan base might be... A, upset i think him beating ohio state finally and getting over that hump is a huge deal for him because i think he might have not that he would have been forced out but he might have been looking at other options um if they didn't beat ohio state but since they beat ohio state they're in the college football playoff i feel like the 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 tempers have kind of mellowed a little bit uh for michigan and look i think they've got a shot against georgia like if you're like these teams are so evenly matched that both these defenses are really good both these running backs are great. These offensive lines are really good too. Like I, I, I don't know who to pick. Like I think I'm going to take Michigan in the points with this one, just because it's under a, it's over a touchdown right now. I'll take the under for sure. Um, but I think that these two teams are so evenly matched, and like I'm kind of rooting for Michigan. Like I would love to see Alabama, Michigan, 
Like, I think that would be a good – like, I don't think people want to want to see Alabama and Georgia again. I don't want to see Georgia again. Yeah, you never know. It's hard, it's hard to beat a team twice. So I don't really want to see Georgia again. I feel like Alabama's got a better shot against Michigan. So I would like to see Alabama-Michigan, but Alabama's got to get by Cincinnati first. But I think, like, yeah, I mean, and also, who do you think the better coach is? Like, is Kirby Smart the better coach or is, is Harbaugh the better coach? That's a good question. You know, they both kind of had success. They both – have won a Big Ten championship now or, 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 you know, SEC championship and Big Ten championship respectively, whatever. Like they both have, they both have accomplished things that like, I don't know who the better in-game coach is because I have like, obviously George has been in this situation before they've made it to a national championship game, but Michigan's never been in this situation before. What's, what's Harbaugh going to look like with four weeks to prepare for a team? So there's a lot of storylines going into this game too, that I'm interested to see. And I kind of, Kind of rooting for Michigan in this one because we'll see. listen, regardless of the fact everybody's going to be rooting against Alabama the rest of the way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens. Alabama is going to be the Death Star. They're 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 Freddy Krueger. They're everybody. Nobody wants them to win. Nobody ever wants Alabama to win except for me. So roll tide. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm thinking Alabama, and I could see Michigan winning. I'm kind of thinking Alabama, probably Georgia. Who knows? But either way, I think Alabama wins it all. Uh, so with that said, it'll probably be another Ohio, Michigan, Michigan, Cincinnati type thing instead, which I don't think will happen. But how crazy would it mm-hmm. be if, if it was Michigan and Cincinnati in the in the championship? It would, be, would great. be I mean, I don't think they I don't think they root against Ohio, uh, Michigan the way Ohio State does, no, but, but that would be uh, I think see because I think I wonder because then I think Cincinnati might be able to hang with Michigan or Georgia, but I don't know. We'll see what happens with Alabama, but. I uh, I hope they don't win. I hope it's a it's a it's a blowout uh, at least by halftime. And uh, yeah, I hope it's uh, I hope the second game's entertaining at least. Well, I felt confident before that last game against Georgia for Alabama. I said they're going to win, and then they won. So yeah. uh, whatever, we'll see what happens. I feel but... like too many people are on them now. Like it's like I the know. jinx is reversing. There's too many people on Alabama now that <laughs> that I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't I don't like the mojo. I don't like the way it's going. I feel it. As I need a, more as a, people to be picking Cincinnati. <laughs> right. When you're a fan, when you have loyalty, it's like, I get it. It's like that nerve, you, you get nervous. And I'm looking at it like, oh, Nick Saban, Bama. Well, yeah, and like people are like, oh, you don't believe in your team. You don't believe. I'm like, no, I watch this team yeah. every week. Like nobody was picking Alabama to beat Georgia. Nobody. Like a few people, a few people, but nobody was like, oh yeah, they got this. Like maybe to cover, but nobody was like, oh, they got this in a blowout. Don't even worry about it. It's Nick Saban. Don't even worry about it. It's like Georgia is the best team ever. Like they statistically had the best defense up until like week, you know, ten or something like that. Um, it's it was crazy. So I don't know. We'll see. There's too many people on Alabama right now, though. Some more some more money's got to come in on on uh, on uh, Cincinnati. And I'm assuming, regardless of what happens with Michigan, we won't have any Harbaugh to the Bears calls anymore. No, I no, God no, no, no. Unless no, you see, the problem is he'll win it all. Yeah, and then people will say, well, he's done everything he's ever gonna do. You might as well try it again in the NFL, and we'll start getting the uh, the calls. My hope is that um, that Nagy is let go. Yeah, because it would happen the same day as the national championship game. Because now they're essentially that's the same weekend. That's now, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they extended the NFL season, so you know it'll be we'll get the calls because Nagy will be let go on that Monday, or we'll get the report <laughs> Sunday night or whatever, and then it'll be and then Tuesday if Michigan wins or makes it there. It'll just be all the calls. See, look at how he beat. Look at it. He beat Alabama or he beat Cincinnati. Like this, we need Harbaugh. Bring him back. Come on, Waddle. Call him up. Call him up. Like that's exactly how it's going to be. That would be amazing if it was a Michigan coach and an Ohio State quarterback coexisting. That would be funny on its own. But yeah, 
I don't. Think I think they have a better shot of getting Ryan Day or yeah. Sean Payton than they do Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, that'll be it. Uh, uh, obviously interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, Adam, thanks for taking the time. Also, I don't know if I mentioned it at the top, but also Black and Abdallah, of course, you're part of Black and Abdallah. I look forward to that returning on the third. I'll yep. try to call in on the new year. I'll, I'll call in at some point in the new year for sure, but uh, maybe Appreciate that first it. show. But uh, yeah, have a good uh, new year. Have fun tomorrow with the games or today when this thing goes up, hopefully. It'll be up before the games. But um, yeah, thanks again. Thanks again for everything as always. And uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Roll Tide. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, good luck to dad, of course. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. I don't want to piss him off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three, two, one, zero, zero, and lift.